Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Thank God today, for He is good. 
mercy endures forever. We have entered into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. God is worthy, so worthy. We magnify him. We exalt him. We lift up holy hands to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords. He's worthy, he's worthy. God is worthy. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you for being so very, very, very good to me. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Jesus, for being so good to me. Lord, you've been so, so very, very good. So good, so very good to me. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We Thank God for who he is and so many wonderful things that uh, God has done to us, through us, and for us. We give him all glory, all honor, and all praise. For those of you all that have been worshiping with us, you know we just finished our most recent topic entitled, God Will Often Show You Some Things Before He Will Tell You Some Things. Oftentimes, he will just show you some things, you know, ask you what you see or, you know, what does it look like to you or, but he'll let us see some things before he will tell us, you know, because, you know, uh, without God telling us what we see, we're not going to understand completely and fully what we see. Without God telling us, you know, what we're looking at in this generation, we're not going to understand what we're looking at. Without God telling us what we're looking at, uh, we're not going to understand. So we thank God for. Uh, not only showing us some things, but uh, telling us some things uh, in regards to what we see so that we can get a clear and true picture of what it is we are looking at. Uh brings us on down to our next topic. Because God has shown me something different, I'm doing something different. Because God, when God shows you and I something different, you know, really reveals to us and lets us to know something different. Even though everybody else or a lot of other people may be seeing things a certain way, when God has shown you and I something different, he expects you and I to do something different. 
We're going to take a look at capital A in our outline, purposefully staying away from. Purposefully staying away from. We understand as children of God, there are just some people, some places, and some things that we have to purposefully, we have to make a conscious and concerted effort to purposefully stay away from. We're going to take a look at the book of John, chapter 7, with a special focus on verse 1. God is going to bless us very good in the name of Jesus Christ. John, chapter 7, and verse 1. From the New International Version, our scripture reads as follows. The Bible says, after this, Jesus went around in Galilee purposefully staying away from Judea because the Jews there were wanting to take his life. Once again, John chapter 7, verse 1, capital A in our outline, purposefully staying away from, purposefully staying away from. John 7 and 1, after this, Jesus went around in Galilee, purposefully staying away from Judea, because the Jews there were waiting to take his life. Capital A, purposefully staying away from. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, another beautiful day that you have made. We glorify you. We exalt you. We reverence you. We thank you, Father, for life, for health, for strength. We thank you for salvation, redemption, atonement, so many things, Father, that you have done to us, through us, for us. We could not count them and name them one by one. If we tried, you've done things for us in, in realms and in, in dimensions that we can't even imagine in and of ourselves. But, Father, we sincerely gather today to acknowledge you. The little we do see, the little we do know, we acknowledge you and we thank you, we reverence you. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will forgive us of our sins and iniquities that we have grievously committed against you. We ask, Father, you continue to give us this day our daily bread. Feed us, Father, in our spirits, in our souls, and in our bodies that we may uh, diligently attempt to do the things that are pleasing in your sight. Have mercy on us, Father, as we have mercy on those who have sinned against us. Forgive us, Father, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And Father, we just humbly thank you for another day adding another year to the life of one of the young saints here. We praise God for you being God and for doing so, so many things for us, Father. We ask these and all other blessings today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. Capital A, uh, purposefully staying away from. Now, our topic here, because God has shown me something different, I'm doing something different. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, we may be asked to explain ourselves, and asked to uh, 
questions about why we're doing things a certain way or why, why, you know, Jesus and his disciples were asked questions about why they were doing things different from many of the religious establishment of Jesus' day. And Jesus basically kind of had to let them know because God has shown me something different. See, a lot of times people be doing not because God has shown them that that's how to do but because they've seen everybody else doing it that way. See, that's a good way to get yourself sent to hell. That's a good way right there to, to, to make yourself into a real nice hypocrite. Because God, because everybody else is doing it that way, that's why we do it. Not because God has shown you, not because God has told you, not because it's even in Scripture anyway. You've just seen everybody else doing that, and you just run, took off running behind it too. I told you all yesterday, God has shown me lemmings. You know the little creatures look a lot like rats. At a certain time of the year, they just all take off running together, running together, and I and run right off the cliff. And my thing is, nobody questioned this. Nobody has the wherewithal. Nobody has the, the, the sense to say, hold up, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I remember a whole flock of folk got together and did this last year, and I ain't seen none of them again. And the people that's in the front of this pack, it's like they get to a certain point, and then they are no more. Hold up, wait a minute, let's, let's rethink this. Let's rethink this. No, you mean to tell me none of the lemmings come up and say, look, let's rethink the way we're going about doing, doing things. You mean to tell me many, none of us as, as Americans are, are saying, and I already know that there are some of us, but you've got a lot of folks that are still running. Let us rethink this whole thing on sin in our country. Let's rethink this whole thing on, on, on uh, uh, removal of, of prayer from our schools. Let's rethink this thing on separate, supposedly separation of church and state, even though that's not actually written in any of the official uh, documents in the early part of this country, not what I have seen. Let's rethink some things. See. Jesus. See, Jesus didn't have a lemming mentality. Some of you all out there on the sound of what you got a lemming mentality. You just follow the crowd. Anywhere the crowd is going, anyway. You know, you just remember, Jesus didn't have a living mentality. This is why the Bible says that Jesus purposefully stayed away from Judea. See, Jesus, Jesus rethought that thing. Everybody, all Jewish males were expected to go to Jerusalem at the time of the feast. That was just, that was, that was just what everybody, that was in the law. That was in the law. So everybody just went. Some people didn't even know it was in the law. Some people just went because everybody else was going if if what we doing is is uh, um is a good thing, then surely, you know, the Lord need to be saying something about that in Scripture, whatever it is. Surely, surely, if giving a tithe of your money to a church or a ministry is a good thing, then God ought to say that somewhere in Scripture, shouldn't He? Some of you all are ready to say, it is in Scripture, Apostle. Malachi 3 and 8, 9, and 10. He's not talking about money. Surely if going to church just on Sunday is a good thing, it, it, God ought to tell us that somewhere in Scripture. But it ain't. Surely if having women teach and usurp authority over men is a good thing. God ought to have said something about that in Scripture. But he ain't. But he ain't. 
So you say, Apostle, what, what, what are you trying to get us to understand? Let us deal with what he said and not what he ain't said. What? Let's deal with what he said and not what he ain't said. Jesus purposefully stayed away from Judea. Not because going to Judea was a bad thing in and of itself, but because he knew the hearts of those who were filling up Judea. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? See, if God shows you something about your, about your family, about your natural family members, and you don't want to go to a family function or you don't want them to spend a lot of time with them, well, it's not that being around family is a bad thing. Obviously, God done showed you something about the hearts of those in the family. Jesus is not saying that going to Judea was saying, Jesus said, look, I know the hearts of the individuals that's in Judea. That's why I don't want to be around there because I know their hearts. I know what they're trying to do. Now, maybe you don't see that, and maybe they ain't even trying to do that to you. But Jesus said, look, I know what they're trying to do to me. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee purposefully staying. You say, boss, what you trying to get us? That's, you better, uh, listen, child of God, you better know there's some people that God purposefully wants you to stay away from. You better know that there's some places that God purposefully wants you to stay away from. You better know there's some things that God purposefully wants you and I to stay away from. Jesus purposefully stayed away. I mean, Jesus wasn't even trying to hide it. He purposefully stayed away from Judea because there's a reason why some of you all on the sound of my voice, God got to have me purposefully stay away from you. There's a because. Not because, you know, anything is wrong with people coming together, but Jesus, not because anything was wrong with Jesus, you know, the, 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 the city of Judea or going to the, going to the feast, but because you couldn't hide your heart from Jesus. You couldn't hide your motives from Jesus. See, that's something that most of us like to think is private stuff. My motive, my heart, my thoughts. God said, look, Robert, no, I'm saying all of that is uncovered and laid bare. What? Before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. You can't hide. Listen, you can't hide your thoughts from Jesus any more than you can hide your words from Jesus. You can't hide what you from. You can't hide what you do in public from Jesus any more than you can hide what you do in private from Jesus. Nothing can be hidden. Jews wanted to try to hide the the fact that they wanted to kill Jesus and think that Jesus ain't gonna know. Now Jesus is crazy, according to them. Jesus said, "Because, because Jesus said, there's a reason why I'm staying away from you. There's a reason. You know, I ain't having, I ain't going, I ain't got nothing to do with you. There's a reason." There's a reason why the prodigal son's father, we don't read about him sending no letters to that boy in that distant land. We don't read about him sending no messengers, no couriers. We don't read about him sending no search party. There's a reason. You love me, son. I'm still right here, the same place you always know me to be, doing about the same thing you always know me to be. Well, well, looking for you for what? I didn't leave you. I'm not the one lost. 
I'm not the one that's away from where I'm supposed to be. So you got you got to get some things together. Jesus said, bro, Jesus. Because. Jesus said, there's reason. Because means reason. Because means reason. Anytime, you know, whatever we're doing, whatever we're thinking, whatever we're saying, there's a because. Oh, man, I, my spirit keep going to one of the young young people here in the ministry. They were real little. Every time we would go by and write today, as a grown man, they like fast food restaurants. But as a little bitty, little bitty somebody, I mean, I'm not talking big at all, real little, just as cute as they could be. Every time church van or church bus or vehicles would drive past a particular fast food restaurant, first thing they would holler out is, look, there's McDonald's. Well, there was a because. What they were really saying is, pastor, stop this vehicle, get me a burger from out of McDonald's. But they, they said it in a real smooth kind of way. He said, Apostle, there's a because. Every word that come out of people's mouth, every sermon that preach, that's preached, there's a because. Every, every topic that God gives me, there's a because. Now, here's the thing. You know, as, even as a preacher and as a teacher, I, I may not even know all of why God gave me a particular topic. I may not know. Remember, we prophesy in part and we know in part you know maybe one of you all way on the far corners of the earth somewhere that god was thinking about when he gave a particular topic i mean we get it we preach it we get the scriptures we follow the lord but but what he had in mind was you or what he had in mind was me or what he had in line was them or what he had in mind was they but there's a reason there's a because to everything there's a because, there's a reason why a chair was created. Somebody got tired of standing up. So, look, we need to find a better way. There's a reason why a car was invented. Somebody said, look, man, I'm tired of donkeys and horses and carriages and, and oxes and stuff, pulling stuff, stanking and all this. Let's come up with something. There's a, there's a reason for because. Because there's a reason Jesus was staying away. And you need to understand there's, some, there's reasons why if God tells you to stay away from some people, there's some reasons. If God tells you to stay away from some places, there's reasons. If, there's some re- there's, if God is telling you to stay away from some things, there's some reasons. Because the Jews there were waiting to take his life. The Bible says, but when the Jewish feast of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brother said to him, you ought to leave here and go to Judea. Now, at this time, Jesus' brothers were not even believers in it. They were, not even, they were not even saved at this point. They were not even born again. But yet they want to give instruction, like some of you all out there on the sound of my voice. Now, Jesus already knew from God why he was doing what he was doing. But here come, the, here come his own brothers with their carnal mind, with their unregenerated mind, with their mind on earthly things, want to try to give instructions to Jesus who has already received an instruction from God. And see, that's a lot of times what carnal-minded people want to do. They want to try to tell spiritually-minded people how things ought to go. <laughs> see, see, that, that's normal. You find it with Moses, then the Israelites, you know, they all carnally-minded. You know, they out there don't believe God, not trusting God. We ought to go back to Egypt. We ought to stone you most carnally-minded jokers. 
If you don't watch them. Oh, man, if they, if carnally minded, you you better watch carnally minded jokers because if you're not careful, carnally minded jokers will be wanting to pass to the church. Carnally minded. Here is carnally minded individuals trying to tell God how things ought to go. And see, that's what the world wants to do. The world wants to try to tell us as church. That's why we ain't incorporated as the Christian Center. We ain't got all that kind of stuff because the world not going to tell us how to do that's not the world's job. The world's job, let me tell you what your job is out there the world in regards to the church. Come on in here, sit down, shut up, and hear what God got to say. It's not the world's job to tell the church how things are supposed to go. It's the church's job to tell the world how things are supposed to go. Don't say, the Bible don't say that the world is the light, is the light of the world. But it lets us know that at the church, the children of God. No, nah, no, nah, we ain't signing a whole lot of papers with you, world. We ain't making a whole lot of agreements with you, world. We ain't getting into a whole lot of covenants with you, world, because we got to be free to do this thing like God say do it. You ought to go to Judea. That's what the world say. Now, Jesus done got instruction from God. God done told Jesus, stay away from there. World come in and say go. God done already told pastor where not to take money from. You will tell him to take it. God done already told the pastor what not to do. You won't tell him to do it. God done already told pastor where not to go. You won't tell him to go. Carnal minded want to lead the church. Carnal minded want to lead. To remember, Jesus was Jesus is the head of the church. He's the head of the body of Christ. Carnal mind is trying to tell the head of the church what to do and how to do. Listen, children of God, carnal mind, the only, the only place for the carnal mind is behind us. That's the only place for the carnal mind. That's why Jesus told Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. No, I think about, you know, <laughs> a stumbling block. You know, a stumbling block is what gets in somebody's way so he can't run like they want to run. Jesus told Peter to get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. Now, I, I think about something, you know, I think about my childhood, you know, we 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 we, <laughs> we did a lot of stuff. But um sometimes, you know, uh, uh we we'd have all kind of crazy games that would that would just come up in somebody's mind and next thing you know it would be a it would be a game and you had to participate in it. But uh sometimes the older my older brothers and them, they had a game, particular game, interesting game when we was young, you know called uh, Catch and Beat. The game went something like this. You basically run through the community for your life, doing whatever you got to do, while the older boys chase you throughout the community. And if they catch you, you get beat. If you escape, you don't get beat. It's a very simple game. I mean, it won't like a brain surgeon put together a lot of the games we play as, as <laughs> Catch and Beat. If you don't want to get beat, don't get caught. That, that was the that was the essence of the game. Well, you say, Pastor, what you driving at? Now I'm going back to what Jesus said when he told Peter, he said, Get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me. One of the things that we would do in trying to escape, and it's been, you know, because we, we passed that proud tradition down to some of the younger the younger boys in our community, because, you know, once the older guys stopped chasing and catching and beating us, we of course took on that mount and started chasing and beating some of the younger boys in the community. I mean it was just a cycle, it was just a cycle. But one of the things that we would do in trying to escape is when you run, maybe you run past a chair or you run past a bicycle, once you get past, take the bicycle 
and throw it behind you. Well, why? Or take the chair and throw it behind you. Why? To be a stumbling block in the way of your oppressor. <laughs> to be a stumbling block in the way of your afflicted. So that, they, so that you can run right and they can't run right. And see, this is why Satan has to get behind us. Satan has to get behind us so that we can run unobstructed. That's why you got to run past the chair before you throw the chair behind you. When you're being chased, in the game of catch and beat, the proud tradition, the proud, the proud game of catch and beat, when in private, you don't throw the chair out in front of you. You don't throw the bicycle out in front of you. You throw the bicycle behind you and try to throw it in the way of them that's chasing you. Jesus' brothers said to him, you ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you can do. Now watch this now because that almost sounds good. But there's a whole lot of problems with this right here. Number one, his brothers won't believe it at the time. Number two, it, it, it wasn't about miracles that, that Jesus was most concerned. Jesus didn't come to the earth to do miracles. Jesus came to the earth to save men's souls. So, so, so you say, Apostle, what you driving at? Even looking at the things of God, if you don't have the mind of God, you'll still mess up. His disciples, they, I mean, his brothers, they knew he was working miracles. They had seen him working miracles. Even though they still weren't, they weren't believers at this time, they wanted him to go to Judea, not to save men's souls, not to straighten out a, a religious system that had been twisted up by the Pharisees, the scribes, the elders, and the chief priests, not to not uh, uh go to Judea so that the disciples can see miracles. There we go again. Carnal mind in operation. Carnal mind ain't trying to get saved. It just wants to see something that that amazes it. That's what that's what the carnal mind. They don't ain't trying to get saved. Because see, the carnal mind don't get saved anyway. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. The Bible says it's beyond cure. So God is not trying to regenerate your carnal mind or trying to fix your carnal mind. What he's trying to do is give you and I a new what? Mind. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He ain't your God. Look, God ain't trying to pimp you. You know the you know the remember the show Pimp My Ride where they take a car, old beat up car, and they fix it up real real good. Well, it's still the same car. It's just been fixed up. Well, God ain't trying to pimp us. He ain't trying to pimp our ride. God wants us new creatures. It's the difference between taking your old jalopy and getting them guys in Pimp My Ride on that show that used to come on and fix it up real good, put on a whole bunch of new stuff on it, but it'd be the same old car, but just fixed up real nice, and you taking it in, trading it in, and driving off the lot with a new car. God wants you to drive off the lot with a new car. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Say so you want to see the miracle. And see, the thing is that, that, that oftentimes what you have grabbed from God or what you, what you have, have seen as important from God is what you will give out a whole lot to others. What you, what, what was, what you have seen as important. All right. God says give it to him in human terms. You take a basketball coach. 
a lot of times what a basketball coach, the, the way he approaches the game or what, what he sees as important in the game is a lot of times what he'll teach his players. Is it any wonder that Golden State Warriors were good shooters as a team? Anybody that knew Steve Kerr know that that is what he do. Is it any wonder that, 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 that Golden State Warriors, they didn't get real rattled about stuff? They, anybody that knew Steve Kerr knew that that's how he was. Steve Kerr, you didn't never see Steve Kerr did not get rattled. If you go back right now and look at some of them old Chicago Bulls, Tate, Jordan, and them be out there doing whatever they're doing, Steve Kerr, he, he, Steve Kerr, if you give me an open shot, what I'm doing is hit it. If you ain't on me and the shot is here, I'm going to make it. And his team played just like a whole bunch of little Steve Kerrs. Because a student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. But it's enough for a student to be like his teacher and a servant like his master. So God wants us to be like him. God wants us to be like him. What is it that, that made in Christianity, what is it that made the change, the main change in your life? A lot of times that's what you'll be trying to give to everybody else. See, I know for me it was the word because I was nuts until God gave me the word. So why is it any surprise that I'm trying to give you all as much word as possible? Word, 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 word. Now watch this now. Here's another problem with Jesus' brothers. Verse 4, no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. <laughs> well, see, that's what got Jesus in trouble. It was the world. See, a lot of times people don't even realize that they, you know, with that carnal mind, carnal thinking, they'd be leading you right as a lamb to the slaughter. It was the world. This is who, this is who, you know, it wasn't the, the children of God that hung Jesus on the cross. It wasn't the children of God that was persecuting Jesus all over. It was the world. And what we got to understand, children of God, is that's exactly who chasing us all around and mistreating us. Even if they under the mask of being in the church. Let me explain something to you out there on the sound of my voice. The Holy Ghost do not persecute the Holy Ghost. The children of God, true children of God, they don't persecute true children of God. In the wild, sheep don't be chasing down sheep to eat. That's the job of wolf. How many times have you ever seen a sheep right down? I mean, I did. I saw it in one crazy movie they had made about these sheep that had got, drank some water or ate some stuff, and they turned into killer sheep. It was on the sci-fi channel. It was the craziest thing. I mean, sheep was, boy, them sheep, man, you had to get away from them sheep. You had to escape them sheep because them sheep would get you and eat you. The sheep. But, you know, that that's TV. That's TV. Bible. Now, here's look at the clicker now, because now this is what helped you understand all of what them brothers were saying at, up to this point. Verse 5, for even his own mother, what? Brothers did not believe in him. So if they didn't believe in him at that time, they really didn't believe in God. They didn't have the mind of God. They didn't have the understanding and comprehension of God. So they were under the control of the evil one.
Now, God said, look, because, because God, Jesus said, look, because God has shown me something different. That's why I'm doing something different. God has shown me that it's necessary to, right now to purposely stay away from where? Judea. You haven't seen that yet. So that's why you keep talking like you're talking. That's why you keep doing like you're doing. That's why you keep thinking like you think. You haven't seen that yet. Some of you all see me looking because we got one saint that's up walking all around, disturbing the service. But we're trying to say, okay, praise God. So let us position ourselves so that God can show us some things different so that we can start doing what? Some things different. All right? Uh, five questions. Five questions we're going to want answered uh, before, we, before we close down. Um, Number one, let's say uh, pretty simple questions from the text we've gone over, but I'm going to give some that uh, that go a little bit further. Even though we're closing out the message, the questions are going to go a little further, so you're going to have to do a little bit more reading. Number one, uh, where was Jesus and where was he, where was he staying away from? Mm-mm, we're not answering them. We're just writing them down for now. Number two, uh, what were the names of Jesus' brothers? Number three, uh, what was the main thing Jesus was waiting for before he went to Judea? What was the main thing Jesus was waiting for before he went to Judea? Number four, what were the people saying about Jesus in Judea when he finally went? What were the people saying about him? And number five, how did Jesus go to Judea? How did Jesus go? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you today for the privilege, opportunity to proclaim your eternal word, your eternal truth. Again, Father, we ask you to forgive us of our sins and iniquities. I ask, Father, that you lead and guide us uh, in your path of righteousness uh, for your namesake. Um, as we leave this place of worship, Father, we pray that your spirit, your presence, your anointing will go with us. Father, open doors for us that no one can close. Close doors for us, Father, that you, that you don't want us to enter in, that no one can open. Father, we again thank you. We pray that at the preaching, the teaching of your word today, that souls have been convicted and converted, have entered into your holy family. Uh, This is our prayer, Father. We count these things done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristiansarnchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.artchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's precast YouTube and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444- 7444, enter ID 17959. As type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website 
or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smell you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.